So Daniel, thanks very much for for joining the conversation today. I'm really stoked to have you. Uh, for those who don't know you, just kind of give us a bit of an introduction because you've been involved in your space for quite some time. I'm sure there are people who watch your stuff already, but yeah, give us kind of like an introduction of what you're doing, what you're involved with, and you can kick us off that way. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Daniel. I'm from Germany and um, I'm basically teaching Microsoft Excel to people in Germany via online courses. So people can buy a course from me, watch the course and learn Excel in that way from me. And yeah, my backstory, I uh, grew up in Germany and um, I went to university for Japanese actually. So Japanese language and culture. Yeah. I went to Japan for a couple of years. And um, when I stayed there, like I really loved this kind of like um, living abroad, being among international people. But then after I finished my university, I started working in Germany in a market research company where I was uh, first a data analyst and then the chief data officer. And my daily work or my daily day-to-day -day work would uh, always uh, involve Excel and databases for like uh, five years. Basically, I was working just with Excel, um, 40, 50 hours a week, Excel. And then um, there's, um, when, you, when you work a little bit too much with Excel, when you close your eyes, you see still the Excel grid burned. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was, um, a sign that uh, I had to change something. <laughs> it's like those, yeah, it's but, like those guys who uh, play Tetris all the time and they start to see like Tetris all the time. Yeah, that's it, crazy. You dream about Excel and I literally spent like um, 10,000 hours with Excel on, on that job. And I really had, um, even though I studied languages and um, didn't want to go into the IT route, but I grew up with uh, PCs. My father was a programmer, so yeah. I always was exposed uh, to that world. And uh, when I was working um, at this market research company, I yeah, had to work with Excel and I really loved it and had some kind of maybe talent for it. Or it really fits uh, the way how, how I think. And yeah, I was teaching people, my, my colleagues and also some clients, you know, like um, how to use Excel. And um, the thing what I really like about Excel is not so much the tool itself, but what the tool can do for you. Mm. So for me, um, I always wanted to um, remove or like uh, get rid of uh, repetitive tasks. And um, with Excel, you can, if you program a little bit, you can just press a button and then Excel does the job for you. And that's what I really love, the time-saving potential. So how you could um, do existing processes more efficient. Mm. And that was always my goal. How can uh, like reduce the workload for me, but also for my colleagues. And in three years in this company, we doubled our revenue with the same team. So we basically could double, do double the work because we automated a lot in the background with Excel and also with uh, SQL. So all the data we were holding was going into a database. We would generate reports from these databases. And I saw the, the, the potential of Excel and really liked it. And eventually I decided to become um, self-employed and um, also as a means to um, get back to this previous lifestyle of being abroad, living abroad. Mm. And I uh, started out doing projects for clients in, in Germany, building VBA tools, Excel tools. And then um, in Thailand, I met a lot of people who do online courses, so basically teach um, certain 
subject via online courses. And I thought, oh, I will give it a try and give it a shot. And now I'm like, the, I think like the, the instructor was in the Excel space in Germany with the most students. So I'm like the yeah. number one now in Germany for, for the topic of Excel. It's a big website um, and a lot of students in my course, over 50,000 students right now. Yeah, yeah that's uh, a little bit my my back backstory. No, that's that's it's also funny because at the start you're just like, oh, I'm, I just I'm the Excel guy. I, I teach. I'm like, you're not just like you're like the German Excel guy. Like the amount of content you've put out and the yeah the quality it's it's pretty unreal. It's like you became the German speaking Excel guy pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it was also um, a little bit of luck involved with uh, the Udemy platform. I was starting out there and uh, I caught this platform early when there wasn't much competition. So I was also growing with the platform, but also the website is uh, doing pretty well. And um, yeah, like um, I just just try to put my knowledge into a product because I don't really like to repeat myself. So I never really like teach in person because then I would have to always go over the basics again. Mm. So I so said like, okay, how can I conserve my, my knowledge, put it into a product or how can I productize myself, my, my experience? And that's what I'm, I'm doing. I'm trying to help uh, my students, not only to learn Excel, but how to be efficient with Excel. So how can you um, really reduce your workload and save a lot of time while working mm. with Excel? No, it's there's so much overlaps between the way you're thinking about it and also kind of what I my kind of goal and mission with what I do is it's like we're not like if we work for a company or if we're in a job, like we're not in it. Like our passion isn't working with spreadsheets or whatever. It's like getting a certain result, as you're saying. It's like it either lets us help more people or lets us focus on the things we actually enjoy doing, like maybe accounting is like our passion or spreadsheets are our passion, but it's like getting rid of all the stuff that doesn't allow us to do the things we enjoy so we can focus on the things we enjoy. Mm -hmm. And for me, I really like to, to like uh, improve or make this process more efficient, but eventually you're limited by your time, you know, like you can, can only help uh, so many clients. So I thought, okay, the next step would be to, to like, produce more Excel heroes. That's my, my, my brand basically, excelhero.de. And um, sometimes people think like I'm calling myself an Excel hero, but actually the idea was to make our people into an Excel hero, you know, so yeah. they can produce the same kind of change in their organizations, companies, and also uh, for their careers. Because if, if you can uh, automate a lot of things, if you can really help uh, the company to save a lot of time, that's usually also getting rewarded you know like in terms of um, increasing salary and everything so i think it's also yeah a good thing for for your career to to really master excel yes so still the one thing you mentioned right at the start which i hadn't i don't think we've spoke about before was that you were in japan for for a while like what made you what made you want to go there yeah, so um, I grew up um, yeah, with my father being a programmer and I thought like, no, I don't want to sit in front of the PC all day long. Um, and I thought like I want to study something uh, like non-mainstream. 
And back then I grew up in a smaller city in Germany and I saw like, oh, I want to go abroad to the biggest city I can uh, imagine. There was uh, Japan back at, at that time. Yeah. yeah, so there were many reasons. Um, and uh, yeah, like um, I started studying in Germany, but then we had like exchange programs and um, scholarships and stuff like that. So I maxed out my time I could spend in Japan. I stayed there for like uh, two and a half years, close mm -hmm. to three years. And yeah, that was an amazing experience uh, being there abroad and also being among like international people. And when I went back to Germany, I was I always had that experience in back in my mind. And that was another thing which um, motivated me to become self-employed and to um, be more flexible, like getting I wanted to have more control of uh, like my, my location, you know, like I mm -hmm. wanted to be in charge and, and that way. I was able to move abroad again, you know, by, by starting my own thing. And yeah, and um, this is, that's what, um, what I like uh, the people, of course, the, the weather, the food here in Asia. And um, also another thing is like, for me, I really like to automate things or make things more efficient. And mm. um, that that can also be done by, by moving to a country like, like, um, like Thailand or being here on Bali. Um, you can outsource a lot of things, you know, you don't have to um, take care of, of cleaning laundry, uh, cooking food and stuff. You can you can mm. go to restaurants, um, so rooms are getting uh, cleaned by, by, by housekeeping, you know, like um, you can drop off your laundry at a place, you know, pick it up a couple hours later. So all these little, let's say, tasks which are very time and energy consuming, you can outsource that, you know, so and um, this kind of environment makes it much easier so you can focus on uh, on your work and what you you love doing in your free time yeah absolutely that's been quite a big mental shift for me in the last like one to two years it's like automation and systems it isn't just to do with like computers it's like we have systems in everything we do like um like waking up in the morning we have a system for that and how we go through our day there's a system for that and it's like where possible looking for those opportunities of like is there something i enjoy doing more and potentially a higher like revenue or kind of growth generating tasks i can be doing instead of the current one like how can i kind of remove that from the equation and like you said it could be hiring someone it could be creating an actual automation on your computer there's like various ways but automation is like so much bigger than just what you do at your computer it's like your life it's processes it's you can apply to everything yeah and for example back in germany uh, for some time i had to commute to work and that takes also time and energy you can get rid of this if you work online mm. and um, yeah like even with, with um, let's say cooking you know it's it sounds oh, it's just a few minutes but you have to buy the groceries you know mm. and you have to prepare the food and the dishes and the trash and all these little things you know like which uh, which they add up you know and that over over a couple of years yeah, yeah just when i think about how much time we spend in traffic and like going to work and trap it's crazy crazy when you think about it actually yeah and i think like if uh, 
if you then focus on your business and um, there's also a lot of opportunities to to save time. I mean, for me, like um, usually people just consume the content via my course and then when they have questions, I answer them by email. But also I think uh, the business model is very important and also um, what kind of clients you're focusing on because some mm. clients are easier, you know, it doesn't always mean that bigger companies or clients are better clients, you know, because uh, Usually, for example, when I sell my courses, um, if someone is a decision maker, um, him or herself, you know, then it's uh, easier sell. They can just buy it on the website. But at a certain um, size of the company, you have a purchasing department, you have to email back and forth, uh, you mm. have to write like a, an offer and then an invoice and everything. And also, it comes a little bit more, yeah, yeah, time consuming depending on the client, you know. So speaking about the type of client, have you also structured your course in a certain way? Like you assume they come in, in at a certain level and you kind of build in from that level. Yeah, for, for me, I assume that they have prior knowledge or experience with Excel, mm -hmm. which is uh, with, with most of my students who work in a company. So it's not like super simple in the beginning, but I, I assume that they know how to open the program, you know, like in the, mm. that they have some experience before. And um, so, yeah, because when I created the course, I had people in mind who worked with Excel, but who are kind of still inefficient, you know, like, or like they need to know certain certain tricks and also, certain areas of Excel, which um, people never seen before, you know, once you've seen it, you know, that's there, and then it can really increase your productivity by a lot. But uh, to create this awareness of what is actually possible with the software, that was also a big thing had in my mind when I created the, the courses. And uh, yeah, I normally I focus on people who have some prior knowledge and I have people in my courses who have like a couple of decades of experience with Excel, you know, like from mm. the start, and they still pick up a lot of new stuff because usually you tend to plateau, you know, you increase your skills to a level where you can manage and complete your tasks. Mm. And that's usually where you stop. You in day to day work on operations, you rarely have time to really like, okay, let's take one day and research a better solution or like what's still out there, you know. So for me, I come in and show them what what it's out there, you know, what our um, solutions are there for their problems and how you how they can make it more efficient. But usually, people plateau at a certain level, and they work with their current level of skills um, for a decade or two, you know, until it doesn't work anymore. Until they're overwhelmed, for example, with their workload, and then they're looking for some other solution or they look for increasing their skill level. Mm. So when they plateau, do you feel it's it's almost because they're missing out on certain fundamentals or is it they just don't know what's available? Yeah, I think uh, they don't know what it's uh, what is available. For example, tools like Power Query, uh, most people even even among uh, people who work with Excel all day or in their whole career, like uh, people working in controlling or accounting, they, they, most of them never heard about it, you know, and it's nowadays built into Excel, but uh, yeah, people don't go and explore and uh, try to understand what each, what each button does, you know, so certain areas 
of the software are still hidden from them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and so it, could also be it can also be extremely overwhelming. Like if you go look at the manuals of what's all available and you're just like, there's so much here. I don't actually know what the important stuff is. Like yeah. I know that's happened to me in some like uh, APIs that I've done coding work with or softwares I'm trying to learn. I'm just like, there's just so much here. Like, what do you actually focus on? It sounds like there's kind of some shared stuff there. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, you can spend all your, your whole life learning Excel and also the VBA part, um, the programming language in the background. There's so much you can do. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot, you know, a ton. And, um, yeah, like, uh, every time you exp you discover something new, you have this aha moment like this. Oh, why why didn't I discover that before? You know, I had that a couple of times, you know, like, for example, with this tool Power Query. If I would have known about it before, I could have saved literally months of work back in my, my previous company, you know, like, uh, but I didn't know that it was out there, you know, like no one uh, showed it to me, no one told me, or like I, I didn't find it by 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 accident, you know, online, by, by I don't know, watching YouTube videos. That's the thing, if you don't know it's there, you can't really search for it, you know. Like, mm. um, so this, uh, I think, a lot of uh, value added in my course as well that I go through in the beginning through all the areas of Excel. So at least people know it's out there, you know. You don't need to master it in the beginning, but just to have it in your in the back of your head, you know, that and you know that you, there's something you can look for, you know. Yeah. It's it sounds like you're also very focused on the things that gave you those big jumps in your learning and gave you those big returns like straight away. Like yes, it seems right. like your teaching is focused on those specific features. Yeah. Yeah, this is um, what I try to um, yeah give to my my um, or teach to my students. Um, yeah, basically, what what is creating the most um, bang for the buck? You know, like um, you know, so um, I mean, my my Excel course uh, now very extensive, but it's not only. I not only look at it as a course, but also as a reference uh, re library. So um, even though it's like a very extensive course, it doesn't mean you have to go through everything. If you're mm. going through the first modules, then you're, you're already better than 99% of all Excel users. And then you can go and deep um, dive deeper into the specific topics if they're relevant for you. Mm. It's, it's like you're saying, knowing what's there and then kind of coming back to it when it's actually necessary. I'm guessing that's also yes, the right. guidance you give is like, hey, this is everything. Don't deep dive just yet, but this is what's available. This is the right time you'd want to jump into this type of thing. Yeah, and it's also best if, um, if people learn by tackling challenges they have, you know, so when they're dealing with certain things and they look up the lectures, then they apply the knowledge to their problems. That's the best way I would say, you know, like if you just learn and try to remember everything that doesn't work, you know, like uh, it's too much. Uh, mm. I mean, and the students that you, you talk to, I'm quite curious, do like, have you had conversations with them and they tell you like, I came, I started to look for your stuff because of X or I, ha I was having this problem with my business or my learning and I wasn't progressing. Do, do you kind of like know some of the problems that they were facing, like right as they joined the, the program? Yeah, there are different camps of, of students. 
or motivations behind it, like one smaller share of the students are people who are changing jobs and they're going to a profession where a lot of Excel is required and they're mm -hmm. a little bit nervous or not sure if they know enough about Excel. This could be one motivation to, to go into a course or to, to, to enroll into a course. Another one is um, people are getting overwhelmed by Excel work. And at some point, the, the pain is so high that they think, okay, we have to automate it somehow, you know, like, um, or they feel that they are like stagnating for a long, long time. Or they're just curious, you know, to, to see what's out there, you know, like, um, but most of the time, I would say people would just want to save time. That's also my marketing message. And um, that's what, what yeah, I attract people who resonate with that message, you know, who want to use external automation and everything to save time while working with Excel. Mm. I, don't know those, I don't know there's such a passionate community of Excel lovers out there. I mean, there are some, but I wouldn't say that I'm like part of that or like, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it can be a very dry topic as well, you know, but it's more about the outcome you get from uh, from applying these things, you know, and when when you reach a certain level and then you, you can help, for example, colleagues or like in, they're, they're spending a whole day on certain problems and you can fix it in like a couple of minutes, it, uh, yeah, feels good. You help the person, you can... Yeah, you, you become the expert inside uh, your company. Um, people come to you for certain problems. No, so it feels good to, to be, to reach a certain um, level of proficiency, you know, with, with mm. what you do, mm. mastery I mean, basically. Yeah, yeah 100%. I mean, do you get to, to hear back from some of your students who've gone through the program and then like two, three months down the road, they're like, this is where I'm at now. Like, do you have some cool stories from there? Yeah, like um, I get uh, feedback on a regular basis, you know, people who, um, who yeah, have been dealing with Excel for, for decades sometimes, but found a lot of new things through the course for them or could um, significantly reduce their workload, you know, like um, speeding up reports and um, Excel files. You know? it's, uh, it's a quite common feedback. I get, yeah, but like, uh, don't really have like a specific story in mind right now. Yeah. Mm. yeah but, but they're usually like busy. Mm. Yeah, no, it must still be nice though, because I'm sure you remember the time when you were working in Excel all the time and you like kind of came up with that solution that saved you months, like you said, or like days. Like knowing they were getting to experience that as well. They're like, oh, I hated that yeah. thing. Now I don't have to do that thing anymore. Yeah. Like, um, so yeah, basically every day I have to go through the reviews I get, you know. So, yes, yeah, so once in a while you see people uh, who write a lot, and these are the people who um, really enjoyed the course and got a lot out of them. Um, and it really depends, you know, on what kind of function they're working in, if they're like in an Excel heavy profession, you know. And, mm. uh, yeah, but um, this is the outcome I want to produce, you know, and then first of all, showing what's out there. And then, of course, the best thing is if they really apply what they learned to their work um, environment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, considering that the overarching goal it is like, it's, it sounds like obviously you're like an expert at Excel, and that's kind of why you focused on it. But your overarching goal is giving people back time, automation, so they can focus on things they enjoy. I mean, do you potentially see yourself going in like other directions as well, but with that same focus of automation, saving time, et cetera? 
Yeah, like uh, my overall, like my overarching goal is to to help people saving one billion hours of time. One and billion. My calculation, one billion hours. Yeah, my calculation, like uh, the, the the average students would at least save two thousand hours. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, like if they go through the course, at least you know, like I mean, um, on average, my students work with Excel seven hours per week. Mm -hmm. It's like 300 hours per year. And then if you look at the whole working career, more or less, that adds up to like uh, over, like, uh, yeah, well over 10,000 hours. And if I can save like 20%, it's already 2,000 hours, you know? And uh, so to achieve this goal, I have to reach like 500,000 students. Mm. And yeah, so far I reached like 10%, so over 50,000 students. So this is my overarching goal. That could be through Excel, or like some technology or teaching something else or what is coming after Excel. So this is my general goal, you know, in Excel or teaching Excel is one strategy to achieve that, you know, so people can uh, go, yeah, don't, don't have to spend extra hours at the office. They can just leave some time, you know, or spend their time on working on more meaningful work, you know, because um, with Excel, of course, it's, um, you also have, um, there's a lot more part of it where you have to really think and be creative, but I think most of the time is wasted by just moving data from A to B, you know, like from one source, transforming it, cleaning it up, and then putting it in a different format and just mm. copy paste and moving data around. This is what, what wastes a lot of time, you know, and this can be, uh, yeah, can be done very or more efficient, you know, or automated. Yeah, and this yeah. kind of like boring moving data from A to B is this, uh, this something I don't really like, and uh, where I try to help my students, you know, to get rid of this kind of work. You know? Something I'm curious about is so you spoke about the the time that you save someone over their uh, working career from the actual tasks, but did you did you include the time that people that you're saving people that they would spend potentially researching for the answers to mm. these various things and trying to look up and being yeah did you kind of include that as well yeah this is also something which is uh, commonly mentioned you know that people are sick of like um, going through forums or videos or articles because never really exactly what they need you know um, it's, there's, there's always you always have to translate the examples you find online to your actually work or to, to your work and um, um, with all the free content let's say a blog articles or youtube um, it's not really structured in a way you know it's like a million puzzle pieces but you don't mm. really know how that all fits together to like a concise picture and you don't have the context you know like uh, and you don't really know how the final picture looks like so it's really hard to piece everything together with my course, I try to always give the like a first overview of the of the whole picture, you know. So everything what they learn later on or they look up online, they can piece it together, you know, and then roughly know where to fit fit that in, you know, in the final picture. Yeah. So. Um, no, it's cool you mentioned that because the last few conversations I've had, like that's come up so many times now, is. Um, like you need to know what the broader picture looks like first so you know where you're trying to get to or you know what you're trying to achieve and then you zoom in to like the pieces that you need to build up mm. yeah so 
And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's very important. Or you're lost. You're lost in a sea of puzzle pieces. You know, like, and I think uh, that's. Uh, I mean, information is free. You know, like the the content I'm teaching, you can uh, find for free, like in, in YouTube videos, or you can buy a, a book about Excel. But um, these are not um, the right mediums, I think, to learn it effectively and efficiently. You know? And then uh, you need a little bit of guidance, structure and guidance. And that's, um, that's, uh, that's what, we, what we are there for as instructors, I would say. Okay. I mean, what do you think when you say you don't feel that one way is the correct approach? What do you feel is like the important base or framework to kind of follow? You mean in learning new skills or? Yeah, yeah, especially in, in skills in general. Yeah, I would go to um, um, to a source that provides some structure, like an online course, for example. And then uh, also I would uh, try to um, ask uh, mentors, you know, like who can give you direction. Or, um, so you don't have to waste your time, you know, years uh, trying to learn it yourself, you know, like, I mean, that was um, for me the first couple of years of the job. I was always trying to like teach myself. Back then, I really missed or lacked this kind of um, course, you know, where I could just uh, go through and then um, that would have would have shortened my my learning curve by a lot. You know? like, um, so I think if you directly go to a, like a course, for example, a training or talk to a mentor, a teacher, instructor, you know, that would really speed things up a lot. You know? Mm. when you said you you didn't when you were learning yourself and you like weren't sure which pieces to focus on i mean actually let me rephrase was it because you didn't know the pieces were available at all or was it you didn't know which pieces to focus on out of all of the thousands of pieces later on we got like an like an access to lynda.com which is now linkedin learning and yeah. uh, there we like um, most of my colleagues didn't really use it because they were like uh, so involved in the day-to-day -day business but that was for example the initial source where like uh, we also um, could learn in a more like efficient way you know and um, yeah that really is, uh, was speeding things up a lot you know um, but yeah you somehow like you're kind of trapped you know in your day-to-day -day, uh, work you know, like, um, you, I mean, in my case, we always had deadlines, like, uh, and like over 100 deadlines a year because we had a lot of project work. So mm -hmm. it was uh, always this uh, conflict of like, uh, okay, let's work, like finish up with things or like solve the problems with the current skill level. You know, if you just get by, you can just make it work, you know, but then taking the time to learn more but also to set up everything in a more efficient way that takes extra energy you know and um, so this is like sometimes free work you do on top you know and um, so there's always this conflict you know you really have to push yourself to like stretch your comfort zone you know and to put in some extra hours you know so you can save more time down the road you know mm. this is of course not always easy you know to to make to, to free up this time and energy to to set up everything in a more efficient way. Mm. And in your course, I think you, if I recall, you mentioned that you do also give them like almost problems to work through, right? Yeah, it's um, also, there are also exercises 
that they can work through. And uh, but in general, I'm not so heavy on uh, like um, exercises because I think people should apply it directly to their their workbooks and worksheets. You know, and mm -hmm. usually if you're working with Excel or in a company, you have like a, a lot of places where you can apply the things you learn, and it then becomes more relevant and you have a direct outcome. You know, if I give you like an artificial exercise, you work through it could also use the time to work on a real life case, you know, like on, the, on a real workbook you're working with, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's actually, there's an interesting thing that pops up in my head about like programming. So obviously my background is in coding and programming. And a lot of the time it's like, you don't know everything, but you at least know enough to look, to know how to search for the answer. Mm. And that's also, what I've, I've often found myself learning the most often is, is like, I'm working on a problem. I have, you know, I'm working on like a project and I have a problem come up and I'm like, okay, how do I solve this problem? Then I go search for that solution, but I at least got enough of an overview that I know the language to phrase it properly. I know how to essentially find my route. And it sounds kind of like that's the mm -hmm. same, what you've done with teaching people the overview. So it's like, here are all the things available, but I want you to actually solve problems that you currently have, but now you at least know how to search for the answer. You can come check here. You can dive deeper that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. Like, I mean, in the end, when you uh, work on solving problems, you always have like Google open, you know, you always Google stuff, you know, like, uh, um, but first you have to know how and uh, where to look for, you know, and, and also what you get back as a uh, result, you have to you, fit the, you have to fit that into the bigger picture, you know, you have to interpret the, what, what you're seeing, you know, you have to read it, you know, you have to understand it, you know. And um, I think if you can set a, a solid foundation for that, then it makes the, the life much, so much easier, you know, for the user who's trying to solve problems that you know yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. mm. And you, you said you kind of like started out by teaching yourself and then start helping some colleagues and such. I mean, were you kind of helping them in a one-on-one -on -one type of way or was it more like, hey guys, by the way, found this cool thing to do this, check it out. Or was it more like people came to you with a problem and you'd work through it with them? Yeah, I would say the later, like uh, work um, through stuff with them. But uh, I, I remember we had also like one or two sessions where I would like try to teach uh, the group something or like, um, Sometimes we are like work on something cool and try to um, teach my colleagues that um, usually it was prompted by seeing my colleagues doing stuff in an inefficient way, you know, and then mm -hmm. you're like, oh, you, you can do it that way, you know, it's a little bit easier, you know, like floor walking, you know, it's a term on the train industry where you can uh, like hire an instructor to look at what people are doing and suggest a better way of doing it. You know? Interesting. Did you call yeah. that floor walking? Floor walking, you know, you're just walking on the, floor <laughs> of the office, you know, and you look at what people are doing, you know, and then you suggest things. For example, I was once in a um, at a client for another um, was was in a different project, and um, yeah, one of the people working there, she was uh, her task was to find duplicates in a list, 
of addresses, you know, and she was basically doing that manually, like a, oh, a, a couple thousands of entries. She was just scrolling up and down and trying to see where duplicates are, you know. And she was already at the task for like a, over a day, you know, one half days. And I like, I like yeah, I just showed her that you can select the whole thing and there's a button remove duplicates, you know, and you know this. But if you don't know that that exists, you know, you're you're screwed, you know. That's um, that's how yeah, a little bit of experience can can help us a lot of time. You know? Great. How, uh, how did she react to that? Was like her mind yeah, blown. She, yeah, uh, since she was just stunned, you know, like, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, like, you freed me, you freed me from looking at these rows for another two days. Yeah, yeah it's, I tried to free people from the Excel cell, you know. Hey, <laughs> I like that. No, it's interesting. I wonder, I mean, so that was before you started doing any course stuff, that was just like when you're getting yeah, better. Yeah. Okay, I mean, did that mm. kind of seeing the people get those results? Is that partially what also inspired you besides the wanting to travel and work remotely? Like seeing those reactions, be yeah. like, well, people actually can learn a lot and really appreciate what I'm doing. Yeah, this are always uh, the nice moments, you know, when you get some positive feedback, and this is something which uh, keeps you going, you know, like when you when you put something out there and you get nice feedback um but yeah that's that's nice you know like um and then you know that uh, what you're doing is um is something about our people appreciate you know and then it's like a signal to do more of it you know or to become better um you know like um so you you're just listening to the market or to uh, to what people give you as feedback you know and that uh, shows the way if, you, if you're on the right path, I would say, you know, or what you have to improve, what you have to change. So, yeah, I mean, that also, I imagine, like you said, keeps you on the path when it's like, maybe you're not so sure about if what you're doing is helping people, but then you have, even mm -hmm. if it's just one person be like, wow, I was struggling with this for ages, or like, this was so frustrating, or like, I feel like all I do is spend my time on these things, but now it's like, super quick type of thing like that gives yeah, you that like fuel these, to uh, keep on yeah and i get these uh, messages like every day so that's really you know sometimes if you're like uh, don't feel the motivation then you focus on these uh, nice reviews you know and then you see like oh it's um, actually making a little bit of a tiny difference you know so that can be a source of motivation of course yeah. oh that's awesome i mean is there one kind of like uh, like, obviously, it sounds like your journey went quite smoothly and nicely, but obviously, there's always like ups and downs and stuff like that. Um, in regards to like your learning, were, were there kind of any big roadblocks in that regard? Yeah, I mean, like, um, for me in general, like, uh, it, it took a really long time to not trade my time for money anymore, you know, mm. and to. to get out of this mindset, you know, like, oh, there's a client in Korea, I should like, um, I could um, build a couple of hours there, you know, and this is uh, yeah, to, to say no to these kind of uh, opportunities. I took a while, you know, to really get away from like, swapping time for money and then focusing more on a product and a system on a business, you know, and that and of course, it took a couple of years to build up uh, the material to, to build up the website 
outside, you know. Um, so that was uh, definitely a struggle in the beginning you know, for the first couple of years. Mm. And um, also you're still in this kind of um, gray zone, you know, like are you still doubting yourself in the beginning? Oh, should I, have, uh, should I continue working in a proper company, you know, or like maybe switch companies and I'm doing this crazy thing and living abroad, you know, but uh, yeah, eventually it paid off, you know, like, um, um, yeah, but um, yeah, and uh, also to to really know what is uh, moving the needle, you know, like what is really working, what not, you know, there's so mm -hmm. much information and uh, noise out there. Um, that can also be a challenge in the beginning and to really know like, oh, should I do email marketing, should I do a webinar, should I do this and that, you know, as a, a lot of people trying to sell you some kind of solution. But in the end, the market, your your customer will decide what works or not. You know, so yeah. you have to try the whole thing. So. Yeah, but also on that uh, that point about like focus on what's moving the needle. I mean, that's also kind of what your course does for people. It's like you're saying these are the things you need to focus on to actually get good at what you mm -hmm. at Excel. Like to actually get good at these things, these are what you need to forget about everything else for now. Like this is it. Yeah. I mean, if you had to kind of leave people with like almost like one framework or thought, like I've been quite liking asking people this, I like this question is like, if you could leave people with one framework or like thought or mindset that you've really found beneficial or you like to tell people, like what would that be? In terms of uh, business or like um, what kind of, what kind of framework? Yeah, in regards to the, well, your business specifically, like the learning, how, okay. what your approach is to learning and creating. A learning creating. Mm. Yeah, so like one, one framework which I really like, which is a uh, business related is um, from uh, MJB Marco. Um, he wrote two books, Millionaires Fastlane and uh, Unscripted. And there he has this sense framework it's like five letters sense the first one is c it stands for control so what you do you want to have control over it for example if you sell stuff on amazon and amazon says okay we, we're doing the project ourselves you know you don't really have control there or if you're an affiliate there and they change their affiliate commission you have no control over that you know so it's always good to at least have also your own thing let's say you have your own website your own business there you have control then the next letter is e for entry and uh, there, like for example, if you're on a busy marketplace, again, Amazon, you have a lot of competition because everyone can start and sell stuff there. Mm. So it's better if you control the frame, you know, like that. Um, and if you're doing something which is not that easily replicated, you know, um, for example, if you have like, um, yeah, domain knowledge, this specific experience that gives you some kind of moat against uh, other people trying to enter the same market. And then uh, the next letter is M for need. There must be a certain market there. Like it's much easier to sell something if there's already a market that means that people are searching for that, you know, they're searching their exit training, you know. There was before there were online courses, there were like in-person trainings, you know, so there's already an established market. If you sell something completely new, let's say you have a startup or something, then you really have to educate people first, you know, and you have to be proactively marketing your things and it's much harder. 
Then the next letter is a T, it stands for, for time. So eventually you want to divorce yourself or, or your time from, from the business, you know, like um, if you have to fulfill everything yourself um, or if you work 60 hours a, a week, then you build a job, not a business, you know? So mm. I try to see it as a system which is separate from me, you know? And then the last letter is um, S and stands for scale. And uh, yeah, like uh, for example, if I do Excel projects, they're not really scalable, you know, like um, every project is different with each client. But if you have a course or like a, a transformation, a learning transformation from zero to zero, this is something which a lot of people need, you know, so it's like a more like a, yeah, like a recurring thing, you know, like it's a one, one, one transformation which can be sold uh, multiple times, you know, like, um, so that's why like this kind of like online products or in general products are a nice thing to do. Or you have to scale via, via hiring people, which is more of like the traditional way. Um, yeah, so like being, let's say like a personal trainer, it's not that easily uh, scalable, you know, if you work one-on-one, -on -one. Mm. but if you do it in group things or you have online courses and all, then it becomes easier You build applications. So this is the framework which I always use to look at new ideas, you know, or like if, if people tell me about yeah, their business idea, I always try to see if it fits all these five criteria, you know, to, um, measure if, uh, how much potential is there you know mm. and also also what you're teaching as well also touches on some of those bases as well in regards to their skills it's like by teaching automation stuff you're giving people time or they can create their own time by teaching automation you also give people the opportunity to scale something potentially so it's also it's like what yeah. you create the product using that framework but also what you're teaching them gives them some of those components as well yeah yeah it's true yeah like uh, to yeah scale and time part yeah and to have more control than over your life in general you know if you have more time if you're more uh, productive yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i mean if people wanted to if they're german speakers or not they wanted to check out your stuff or reach out to you like what's the best way to connect or see what you got going on etc yeah, best way is uh, to visit me on my website, exilhero.de for stands for, for the German domain ending. Um, yeah, this is um, uh, where they can find me on YouTube also on the Excel Hero, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not that active on YouTube um, because um, there, for example, if you produce more content on YouTube, it can also be noise, you know, like, because this content on YouTube is like individual puzzle pieces, it doesn't really can help you in a specific thing, but it doesn't really um, create a transformation. So I'm not that active there, but yeah, just um, you can contact me uh, via my website. That's I would say it's the easiest thing. There's a contact form, you know, you can send me a message. Yeah, and, uh, perfect. So it's xlhero.de. Mm -hmm, yes. Yeah. Perfect, man. Yeah, I've really appreciated the, the chat. And there was lots of points to come about your journey that I actually didn't originally know, which was very cool, like the whole Japan thing and also kind of the, like I didn't realize that you got a lot of the joy as well from kind of giving people back that time because you felt that when you were learning mm -hmm. these automations and everything, and you're like, well, shit, if it felt good for me, it's going to feel good for other people as well. And like, let me try 
share that. So I really enjoyed that aspect. Yeah, it was a pleasure to, to chat with you, Gavin. And yeah, awesome, thanks man. for having me. Yeah, chat soon. <laughs>